0: Each and every one of you here, and I, if you know, I want you to answer. Is there anything that God laid out in the Old Testament that he disapproved of, that in, when the New Testament come along, God changed his mind and now it's Okay. I think if you search it out, you'll find he didn't. God don't change His mind. What He says is wrong. I don't care if it was back in Adam and Eve's in the garden; it's still wrong today. And each and every one of us, we need to wake up to that. Uh, and I want you to pay close attention to the scripture we're going to be reading today. Uh, You know, a lot of people, they excuse some things because, well, that's Old Testament. But when it was teaching a moral standard or anything like that, that God was requiring of man, he still requires it today. The only thing God really changed was because of the sacrifice. Because sin... What they was doing in the Old Testament, the sacrifice they were given, was not really changing man. It was just an obedience thing unto God that was getting them by. But Christ come in the New Testament and he done away with that old sacrifice because he became that sacrifice. And it don't leave us the same when we surrender to it. You know, that's a wonderful thing about when you're truly born again. I don't mean joining a church. I don't mean making a decision. But I mean when you really get born again to where it changes a person when the devil tries to make you down. You can take him back to that place and you'll always have to leave because that's something uh, the devil ain't able to make
1: a person down uh, when they become a new creature in Christ Jesus uh, I want each and every one uh, that I stand before to experience that uh, I don't know how much longer uh, I've got to live here uh, but I want to point it out uh, Just Paul did, uh, be a follower uh, one of that of Christ uh, being obedient unto his Going to find a
0: better way to live. All right. In the first chapter of Genesis, you'll find the very first verse. It says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But then we're going to drop down to the 26th verse to where each and every one of us can see just what is. Going on, if you read all of this chapter, you'll find where God spoke about all the things he created, but then the 26th verse. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth and over ever creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, that right there is something that each and every one of us need to really think about. Then if you'll turn over into St. John, the very first chapter, and starting with the very first verse, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Then drop down to the 14th verse. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the, of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, you and I, you read that and you get to thinking just of what Christ, when he come, he knew already what it was going to be from way back when he created man. He realized what it was going to cost him. Then if you'll turn over into Hebrews, the very last chapter, the 13th chapter, And reading the 7th and 8th verse. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, all of this I read to give you a background of the scripture that we're going to be reading to you and let you know that it's something that we can't get away from. We're going to have to deal with either in this life or in the one to come. And we're living in a day and a time when nobody seems to recognize or know what God requires because we have become such a stupid people. You know, you'll find back there in the Bible when God spoke about a
1: place that they were so ignorant, they didn't know the left hand from the right. America is stupider than that. We don't even know what makes a man or what makes a woman. And then we want to stick our chest out and say, I know what's right. The Bible don't apply to me. I can do as I choose. But we're going to come face to face with God. And oh, God has done me Will abide by
0: that either here in this life or in the one to come. And if we don't live by it here, He told us where we're going to end up, and that's hell. And it's not something that man has made up, just imaginary, but it's as real a place as heaven is. And each and every one of us, we need to contemplate just what our sin is going to cost us. And do you realize? disobeying the word of God is sin because the Bible said to know to do good and to do it not, to him it is sin. So me and you, if we read the word of God, we know what God's requiring and we're doing different from that, we're deliberately sinning whether we want to admit it or not. All right, Deuteronomy the 22nd chapter and reading the 5th verse Listen close to this scripture. We got some definitions here to go along with it. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Pertaineth is having to, to do with, belonging to, pertaining to. So a woman is not to wear that that pertaineth unto a man's, uh, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Now, if I had come to church today or if you've seen me in town and I was wearing a dress, I'll guarantee you it'd be all over the county in no time of just what a horrible person I was. But yet, then we condone it all the time with women dressing And basically a man's garment because it pertains to. Pants pertains to a man's garment. All you got to do is go to the bathroom of any public store and the pictures on it will show you. It shows the women, there's a dress on. The men, their pants. So this day and time, we ought to know better, but yet we don't. But then listen to the last definition in this. For all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Abomination. Any object of extreme hatred. To hate extremely. To abhor. To dislike very much. Now you and I, you think of that. When we go to put something on that we know that the Bible is disagreeing, just think. And we're slipping it on God's hating what you're doing. So we're gonna stand and face him, but then we wanna read one other place in Isaiah the forty-seventh
1: chapter. And y'all pray for me today. I hope be pray that I can get this preached out huh? And it's almost 12 o'clock huh? I know we got people here that die many huh? And I'm one myself huh? But God can feed you that that you need huh? We need God's word huh? To see what God is requiring of us, huh? Oh how wonderful it is huh? To be in touch with the living God huh? One that's real huh? That can affect every Bible Of your being and will only surrender unto it. All
0: right, Isaiah, the forty-seventh chapter. Listen to this. The second verse Take the millstone and grind meal. Uncover thy locks, make bare the leg, uncover the thigh, pass over the rivers, thy nakedness shall be uncovered. Yea. thy shame shall be seen. I will take vengeance, and I will not meet thee as a man. Well, you take, I was in town the other day, and it was cool, and people, there's women there that had coats on but yet they were wearing shorts so
1: short that their cheeks was hanging out and you and I today oh, we don't think anything about it because it's the style oh I'm your bird oh, unless I take my clothes off. I used to work in construction years ago and I worked on a job I wore a shirt it was short, sweet, but I wore a shirt with a shirt. I, I wore a long jean pants I, I was around the jaw Men would strip down the jaw And all they would suffer So I, They said how can you stand this heat With all oh, you got on When I was sweating So I, At the end of the day there'd be soul rings In my clothes I, But when the breeze blew I, The clothes felt cool My God was honored I, Me for doing that.
0: What do you have? You and I today. God won't teach never one of us to be ashamed of our nakedness. You'll find back there in the Garden of Eden before that they knew what sin was not being disobedient unto God
1: they were naked and it didn't bother but when they said when they said what it was God you don't find it in the Bible where God offered to sacrifice but he took the skin and he made clothes for some or another there's an animal that dies for their sin. well I'm not worthy of it but I am the Son of God died for
0: and he required me to live by what he said just like what Darrell was saying there in Sunday school this is a love letter from God to me and you if we want to abide by you know people they say times have changed do you realize back when that scripture was written where it said A woman was not to wear that that pertains to a man's garment, neither was a man to put on a woman's garment. Do you realize, back at that time, they was all wearing robes. But they was made a little different. Well, you know, I've had women defend herself because they said, well, the zipper's on the side. It's made for a a woman. It pertains to a man's garment because... They started wearing men's breeches, and believe it or not, women are built a little different than men. So, if a pair of pants is cut for a man, they really don't fit a woman right. So, they started making them because they knew there's a market. And they started making them to fit women, but that did not change the fact it pertained to a man's garment. And I can get a dress. I can put it on and put a zipper in the front of it and say it's for a man. It's a woman's. It pertains to a woman's garment. Why why can't we just accept what is true? Use common sense. You know, the Bible tells us though he be a fool or a wayfaring man, he need not err therein. So you and I, if we can't understand, and you know, that's another thing. Oh, we got all the different printings of the Bible out today because they say the King James is so hard to understand. And yet, they have given up. The King James Bible is one of the best literary things that's ever been written. It's beautiful. And yet, oh, we can't understand. We've been highly educated. We can read the words but we can't understand what they mean. We can't understand that it says pertain to. That must not be what I'm doing. It's somebody else. You and I today, the word of God is speaking to me. And it's speaking to you. And he made it plain. And if we can't understand it, what are we saying? I am such a fool,
1: I can't even understand the Bible. But yet God said, though you're a fool, oh, wayfaring man, do you realize you can take 99% of the Bible and you can understand your common sense looking at it? It makes it plain what God's required. Today we We don't want to use it. Why? I want to live the way
0: I want to live
1: I want to be what I want to be I want to raise my children the way I want to raise them and it don't
0: matter to anybody else but you realize God tells us to bring up our children teach them in the things of God keep the word of God in front of them at all times teach them how to dress teach them what is pleasing unto God I know today, they'll probably require, or not require, but uh, call you a bigot. They would, I would love, but I guess there are people too smart for that. I'm not got much education. But I would love to get on TV and debate some of these homosexuals and some of these people trying to justify themselves and go back Don't even have to use the Word of God. Just take science and you can prove what they're doing is wrong. Why can't we just accept God knows better than me and you? Just realize we're going to come face to face with Him. We might hide it. You know, there's all kinds of people. I've heard this from people. Oh, I know it'd be wrong for me to wear it to church. but I just wear it around home. I just wear it when I go to town. I had a woman uh, that had heard it preach years and
1: years and years, uh, and then when she went to work uh, in a nursing home, uh, she started wearing her pants, uh, because everybody else was doing it, uh, and I mentioned, how come you're doing this, Irene? Uh, uh? You didn't used to do it. All uh, uh, oh, them old dirty men, uh, they'll try and lift your dress and look up it. Uh, I said, slap him a time or two, uh, he won't do it again but you and I today we won't sell our soul to the devil for a dollar if that's what it takes to make it on a job but God said our salvation should mean more to us than anything why
0: he said "Why does it profit a man who became the whole world and loses his soul and I guarantee you just like I have mentioned here the other week on that job, Forbes Steel and Corporation, when that black man there that I knew didn't want to recognize God got his hand caught in that machine. The first thing I heard out of his mouth was, oh, God help. You and I, you might not want to admit there's a God that you're going to have to deal with him but in hell you're going to be crying oh God hell but that rich man he's
1: still there crying for that drop of water and he hadn't got it yet I sleep with a thing This supposed to help me breathe because 70 times an hour I was stopping breathing when they tested me and that thing though I used to to try and moisten my mouth it gets to dry through the night. sometimes you can't even Swallow, I, you had to get up and do something. I, but those in hell, oh, they go that way I, all the time. Oh, and I used to be in pain so bad. I, I couldn't sleep. I, I don't know. Oh, it'll get better I, when it gets daylight. I, but when daylight come, I, it didn't get any better. I, oh, it'll get better I, when darkness comes. I, but it's all Those in hell, oh, they Pray for it to get better, right? but it never will. Right? You and I today, right? God's got our number. Right? We got nothing in from Him, right? and He sees
0: us for who we are. And if we love Him, He said, keeps my commandments. Do you realize what I read to you there? Let's go and read that one more time in John, in the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And let me put my glasses on. I can't see for tears. Maybe I can And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word was made flesh. Do you realize Christ is the living word? back in the Old Testament, they recognize that there was a Lord right there in Genesis when he said, "Let us make man." He was talking to Christ. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Godhead was making man. You and not today. Christ is that living Word from the end the beginning in Genesis to the Amen in Revelation. Every bit of that word is Christ. When you try and throw part of it away, you're literally trying to surgically remove part of Christ. So do you think you have that right, that authority? I wouldn't. For all the money that's in the whole world, I would not want to change one verse of the Bible because just like God said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You change it, you lose your soul. Why? Because you're not accepting Christ for who he is. The very Son of God that's reaching out to you and to me to let us know. You'll find there in the 23rd Psalm
1: where it talks about the no, old still water and all that. You and I today, it makes no difference what our needs are here if we put our faith and trust in God and we live before Him in an acceptable way. He said, I will supply your need.
0: He didn't say you want but I will supply your need. And we got too many people today that they're willing to accept God if God will present Himself to them the way they want Him to be. God's not going to change for me or for you. We studied that in Sunday school. Jesus did not come to do His will, He said He came to do the will of the one that sent Him. Me and you, do you realize there's not a one of us here that has a right to say what I want will be okay. God made it a mistake. Do you realize I'm so dumb? There's been a few times in my life that I thought what I wanted would be okay. But I wasn't able to convince God to that. If, if God has said it, that settles it. There was an old man, preached for 63 years, made that statement. If a Bible says it, I ain't got a bit better sense than to preach it. You and I, if the Bible says it, you better not have a bit better sense than abide by it. Obey it. Because you're going to be judged by it. That's what he tells us. Isn't it wonderful to have a God I don't stand before God wondering, Lord, what are you going to require of me, God? I've
1: lived my life. Now, what did you require of me? But he gives us a word so we know ahead of time. You go to court up here and live in it. You might not even know the law that you're being tried about. The judge might not even know it. He's got those that studies it there that'll bring the books out so he can make a ruling on it what he didn't even know it
0: existed. I, you and our God loves us enough to give us what he's going to judge us by. And you'll find everything that God requires of me and you, it's in the Bible. Don't just read John 3.16 and say, all right, that settles it. No, that's the beginning. And if we truly know God, we're going to hunger and thirst after the things of God. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But how many of you have read the Bible through at least once? I couldn't tell you how many times I've read it through. I couldn't tell you how many times I've read these verses right here in my life and yet every time you read them, they're just like something new to you. I've read other books, and by the time you get through a few chapters of it, you get bored in it a lot of times. Or if you read it through one time, you don't want to go back and read it again. You don't know. I read the Bible, and there's stories in there that I'm in reading it and anticipating getting to a certain point, of it because the story is so beautiful. You and I today, the Word of God is beautiful. It's it there is nothing can compare to it. And we should hunger and thirst after the things of God. We should desire to read it, to know it. Every verse that I read to you today is so vitally important in your life. Is God the most important thing to you? You know, there's all kinds of people. They put their faith or their trust in their wife or their husband. And, you know, that's not too good of odds this day and time. Because I think uh, last I heard, there's like three marriages out every five ends in divorce. Didn't say how many of them end up murder. But, you know, uh, that's a big thing, too. Because uh, I might have to pay some alimony, and it's a whole lot cheaper to give them some antifreeze than it is to pay alimony. Antifreeze is only $7 a gallon, and it shouldn't take a whole gallon. You might think, oh, that's, that's stupid. There are people that think that way. I'll tell you what. Man's heart is desperately wicked. And the mind's even more wicked. Do you realize there is not a sin that a person does at first it enters their mind? And then they put it into practice. And there's all kinds of people. They say, well, the Bible says if I look on a woman's lust after I've committed... Uh, seeing with her already, Mark. I just might as well go ahead and do it. Well, I will tell you what. I found out in my lifetime, it's a whole lot easier to get forgiveness for a thought that come in your mind that was wrong, than it was to put it into action. <laughs> and each and every one of us, God is looking at, it. He judges over the minor things, that man looks at. A lot of times, well, just like what we read to you here, people will say. Well, what difference does it make how I dress? My nakedness is covered. Well, a lot of people it ain't, but some it might be. But if it's displeasing to God, who am I to tell him, God, you've got the wrong standard. Do you realize I've worked in construction. I know the comments that is made of a woman walking by in slacks, in shorts, even in a dress. But if you are dressed according to what God requires and some evil man or some evil woman lusts at you, you're still innocent because you was doing what was required of you. That was in their heart. But if you draw that that draws that lust, that entitlement, you become a partner in it. You're guilty. I preached a message here once, and this person sitting about where Leah is, and they've been back a time or two since in a revival, but they've never come back to hear me preach anymore because they did not want to hear what the Bible says about it. Our nakedness and what happens. And when I preach that, you know, we dress in a vulgar manner, we'll stand before God guilty of ever person that lusted after us. And they did not approve of that because they don't think that's right. I'm not responsible for what that other person does. But when you do that, that entices them. My wife back there, she knows that right now I'm a diabetic that's having a little bit of difficulties. And she knows that if she bakes a cherry pie or some good dessert, I'm more than likely, I'm going to give in to it. Because I enjoy those. Desserts Has always been my specialty my whole life. I guess is why I'm like I am now. But that does not make it right and best for me. But eating a piece of cherry pie is not a sin. It might not be good for me, but it's not a sin. You and I, the things that entice us out there that sin, we better stay away from. We can't help being tempted or enticed. It's when we give in to it. The Bible speaks about that, that we're drawn away by our lust. So you and I today, please, I beg you, listen to what these scriptures said. And, you know, I know we're living in a day and a time when if you live the way the Bible says, people are going to think you're peculiar. God said you would be. He said my people are peculiar people. My dad, when I was a kid growing up, we had a old barred rock rooster that, and we, dad was one of them, he wanted every kind of a chicken he could get. So he had everything from little feather leg bannies on up and this big barred rock rooster, he whipped everything there. All the other roosters, I mean, he'd just jump on them, It's pitiful. You go out there and he had their combs of bleeding and everything if he got them in a corner, I mean, he was just miserable. So dad went in one morning and got him off the roost before daylight. Took him to the corn crib and he painted that rooster all different colors with watercolor paint. And went out there, threw the food out for all these chickens, carried that rooster out there and set him down in it. He just bowed up like he was going to whip. Every rooster in that lot jumped on him at one time. Dad had to go out there and get that rooster and save him because they were about to kill him. And when Dad went and washed him off and took him back out there and set him down, he'd run from everything. He didn't even run from that little feather-legged manny. It had broke him. You realize you and I, if we're true Christian, we're like that odd rooster. The whole world's going to be jumping on us. Don't let it break you. Take your stamp. Put your faith and trust in God. God didn't say it's going to be easy, no place. It wasn't easy for the men that carried the gospel and brought it to us. Look at what they suffered. Paul wrote more books of the New Testament than anybody else. But look what Paul suffered for that. He paid a great price. Why? He had his eyes on what was coming after this life. Not what he was going through here. You and I, you might think, Oh, if I do that, I'll lose some of my best friends. Or my family will think I'm crazy. Or this or that. It makes no difference. What does God think of you? I'll guarantee you, you measure your life by the word of God. You strive to be what God has. I'll guarantee you, you'll be blessed for it. Why don't we get some song to sing? I beg each and every one of you, please, listen to the scripture we read to you today. Know beyond a shadow of any doubt that God's going to require of you, of me, for us to surrender unto God's will. And, you know, it makes no difference Where you please a man or not. Because when we stand before God, we're going to be judged by what God sees in us. It says it's appointed unto man once to die and after death the judgment. And how do you know how you're going to be judged? He said the books is going to be open. That's the Bible. And see how you measured up to it. While we sing, will you come please if you don't know God as your true Savior, if you haven't been born again to the point that you have that Spirit on the inside dwelling within you, please, come today and know what it is to know Christ. (coughs) It's your decision Christ loved us enough he brought salvation to Calvary that each and every one of us could have that opportunity but if he had said you've got to come to Calvary to be forgiven that wouldn't have been asking too much but yet God loved us enough he brought it right to our heart's door and knocks upon our door and asked will you let me in? Each and every one of us, it's your choice whether you want to be a born-again Christian or not. And being born again is something that's real. It's a, the Bible refers to it as a birth. You and I, we become a new creature in Christ Jesus. When I got right with the Lord, the things that I had loved and looked forward to doing, I no longer wanted to do. And the things I did not want to do, and that was go to church, that was the thing I wanted to be every time the doors was open. That very Sunday, I went breaking the plans that I had for the next week. Because right there, after I made it right with the Lord, I was standing in the church. They hadn't dismissed yet. It was as plain if a person beside of me was speaking and said, Herbert, you would have died next weekend. I was planning on getting drunk and going to the races with my car and racing it. That's how close I come. I was only 18 years old at that time. That's how close I come. I'm 78. Look what living for the Lord added to me. You never know what God living for him, what difference it'll make in your life. Let's each you to one Come around and pray with you.